0: Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1 Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city "...and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure." So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. All of Matthew chapter 28. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful privilege and opportunity you give each and every one of us as believers to be involved in the great and wonderful work of helping to carry out the Great Commission. What a privilege, what an honor, what a great opportunity is for us to be your hands and feet in a world and to be your vessels through which you can share the greatest news the world has ever heard, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Stir us to recognize and to grow an understanding of the need for us to live a life and a lifestyle of sharing the gospel and making disciples. Help us to recognize, Lord, that every believer all over the world is called to be involved in this wonder, wonderful enterprise, this wonderful work, of carrying the greatest news the world has ever heard out into the world. Help us, Lord, to faithfully be about your business every day of our lives and help us to listen to the Holy Spirit and to be vessels in the hands of the Holy Spirit continually in our life and our lifestyle. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today to worship you, our glorious King, our magnificent King. What an honor, Father, for us to be able to to bow before you. We're thankful, Father, for you working in our hearts and drawing us to yourself. We pray for our, our dear listening family with all the, the different things going on in this world, this fallen world we live in, whether it's health issues or whether it's relationship issues, whether it's financial issues. God, we bring our listening family to you and ask you to to be their help today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We continue to remind you that the Marriage, Family, and Life Conference 2023 is just a few weeks away. The theme for the conference this year is For His Glory Alone, and the American Family Association wants you to invite and encourage you to come and be a part of this very important conference. It will take place here in Tupelo, Mississippi. The dates are July the 6th through the 8th at the Cadence Bank Arena here in Tupelo. It's actually two conferences in one. The Marriage Family Life 23 conference includes, again, the main conference and a youth apologetics track for youth ages 4 to 17. The cost for adults is $75 a person, children, $50 per child. And so to register, simply go to www.MarriageFamilyLife.net. Again, that's www.MarriageFamilyLife.net. Click on register now. Or if you're just needing more information, you can go to that same place. Again, the theme is For His Glory Alone. And keep in mind, again, At the core, Marriage Family Life Conference is designed to be a God-glorifying tool that encourages believers of all ages to stand firm on their biblical beliefs while being tested and pressured by the world to remain silent about their faith. We're encouraging you to come and be a part of this important conference. Hope that you'll be able to be there once again to register or get more information. Go to www.MarriageFamilyLife.net. And again... We hope to see you there. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, Today we're looking specifically at the topic, A Lifestyle of Evangelism and Discipleship. And I want to remind you, of course, if you're a regular listener, you are aware of this, that often we share articles, uh, articles that we mean for you to, we're encouraging you, that is, to, email us to get copies of the articles, because remember, one of the goals of the articles is obviously we're sharing insights and truths through the articles, through the broadcast, but also they're tools, they're resources we're wanting you to get to use for for you and your family, tools, discipleship tools to use for for you and your family, evangelism and discipleship tools. And so a number of the articles are specifically uh, more or less an extended gospel track, you might say, as well as each of them is meant to be a discipleship track or tool. So please remember to email us um, and ask for the articles that we share. Once again, my email is joseph at net. Again, that's joseph at net, and, and we're encouraging you to do that. But remember, the goal is not only that you'll download them to use them for your personal use and for the discipleship of your family, but we're encouraging you also to forward them to family and friends and co-workers on the job and fellow church members and saved and unsaved people that you may know because, again, that's a wonderful way to put your computer to work, forwarding uh, evangelism and discipleship material just for that purpose. And remember, again, yes, we can do lots of evangelism and discipleship online by simply doing just that, forwarding it, and sharing it with others that we know. And, of course, obviously, we encourage you to make hard copies of them if and when you need to, to share with others as well. But as we uh, look at the topic, again, keep in mind as we read Matthew chapter 28, note that amongst other things, it clearly lays out a mandate for every believer in all the world. The command to go into all the world and make disciples is a command the Lord Jesus gives to every disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, a student and follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading the Great Commission again, picking up at Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 14 once again. It says, uh, go into all the world and make disciples. Excuse me, one moment. Again, and keep in mind, let me remind you once again, the email joseph at afr.net. Picking up at verse 16, that is Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain, which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Father, thank you again for the privilege and the opportunity you give us all to be involved in this great, great work. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of compassion, a spirit of mercy, a spirit of loving kindness, so that more and more we'll see people who don't know you as Lord and Savior with the eyes of compassion, recognizing that their greatest need is, in all of life is to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And help us to recognize, Lord, Lord that people who don't know Christ as Lord and Savior when they die, they go into an eternity, or in, in, they go into eternity to dwell in a place called hell, a tragic place, a place where we would never wish for any human being to have to go. But that's their destiny if they fail to receive the salvation that Christ provided when he died on the cross and rose again from the dead. Lord, help us to recognize the seriousness of this task and this assignment that you've laid before us, and help us to recognize, Lord, that this work is so important and that all of us have a part to play, and help us to understand that it's our privilege as well as a joy to be able to be used by you to help carry out this work. Lord, help us to recognize, Lord, that we don't, have to do evangelism and discipleship. We get to do evangelism and discipleship. Help us to recognize that there's great joy and encouragement and fulfillment in knowing that you can use us to help draw people off the road to hell, onto the road to heaven. Thank you for that opportunity. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. So again, keep in mind each article that we share, we're encouraging once again, Email us to get a copy of it, and make it your goal to use it, I would encourage you to prayerfully share it with you and your family, but also share it far and wide. Again, we're not just saying share them with maybe one or two people, but prayerfully look at sharing it with lots and lots of people. Why is that true? Because again, they're tools exactly for that purpose. They're discipleship tools. And remember this, if a believer thinks to themselves, well, I don't want to Stand out. I don't want to be strange. I don't want people to think I'm weird. And you know, if you if you share about Jesus wherever you go, people will think you're weird. Well, keep in mind, in the true sense of the word, everybody's weird. Everybody's strange. Everybody is odd in one form or another. The best way to be odd and strange in the world is to be strange for Jesus. To be odd for Jesus, because you know people say, "Well, I I don't want to be strange. I want to be normal." Well, as one um, lady put it, she said, normal is just a setting on your dryer. Nobody's normal. We all are strange in some way or another. Let's be strange for Jesus because being strange for Jesus in this way can result in lots and lots of people going to heaven instead of hell. Don't be one who's negligent by not doing the things we've clearly been called to do. I would encourage every single listener, obtain a gospel track that you like to use, and keep them in stock. Never run out of them. Now, you might think, that's going to be quite a financial investment for me. Exactly. But the fact is, what better thing can we invest in than tracks that help people come to come to know Christ Jesus? You know, sometimes people may sing, say things like, well, if I keep gospel tracks in my purse or my pocket, it'll cause my pocketbook to bulge or my, my pocket to get... Uh, to get out of shape, well, I want you to think about this for a minute. Think of yourself on Judgment Day, standing before the Lord, and if God says, why didn't you carry gospel tracks to be able to share Christ and to share the gospel wherever you went? Do you, how do you feel like you'd feel standing before the Lord and saying, well, Lord, it, it bulged my pocket? I hope that makes you chuckle, but at the same time, think of this, this in a very serious way. It's important to know that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came, he lived, he died on the cross to pay for our sins and rose again from the dead. You and I should live a lifestyle of sacrifice in view of the fact that Jesus is our great role model who showed us how to do it to begin with. Let's be about the work of Yes caring Gospel Tracks wherever we go. We'll pick up on the other side of this break. Again, our topic today, a lifestyle of evangelism, and discipleship. We'll be right back. the room, everything changes, darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring, and when you walk into the room, every heart starts burning, and nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you. Sickness starts to vanish, every hopeless situation ceases to exist. Music of Brian and Katie Torwalt, When You Walk Into the Room. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, A Lifestyle of Evangelism and Discipleship. And again, we're reminded as we read Matthew chapter 28 of the Great Commission that we're all called to go into all the world and make disciples. I want to share with you just a few specific suggestions that I would encourage you to prayerfully consider adopting in your life, in your lifestyle, and you prayerfully just uh, just follow the Lord's counsel about how to take them and make them a part of your life as well. But as I mentioned before the break, one wise thing for us as believers to do is to find a gospel track that you like that you feel like is a good tool that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart to get, buy them and keep a stock of them where you never run out of them. Now why would you do that? Because we're wise to carry them everywhere we go. And there may be times in which you're in this grocery store or maybe going through the drive through window or any of a number of places. The fact is every person you you see is a person that If they know Jesus again, they can use spiritual encouragement. But if they don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, their biggest need in life is to get saved, to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. And remember, ministry is everywhere. Ministry is absolutely everywhere. So prayerfully ask the Lord to guide you in giving out the gospel tracts, but carry them with you, carry them in your pocket, carry them in your coat pocket, carry them in your purse, but carry them wherever you go so that you'll have them whenever The Lord would have you to share them. And remember, it's wise to share them often. I, I believe very much so that if we're really following the Holy Spirit, we'll run out of them often. When you buy them, you may run out of them after just two or three days and you have to buy some more. Now, you might think, well, that's quite an investment. What better thing can you invest in than tools that help you to be a vessel that the Holy Spirit can use to help take people with you to heaven? Father, stir us to recognize that, It's important that we have our priorities in the right place. There's so many ways in which we, in our humanness, waste money, time, and opportunities. Help us to understand, Lord, that as we are involved in the great work of carrying out the Great Commission, that we're helping people to go to heaven with us. Oh, Lord, help us to understand how serious this great and important work is. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want to take a moment now to read a passage from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, Father, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Verses 19 to 31, Luke chapter 16. Now, this powerful story is powerful and just very sobering in so, so many ways. You know, the fact is we live in a world where lots and lots of people are hopeless. They feel hopeless and they feel like the world is a pretty tough place to live in. And of course, in so many ways, that's exactly true. Yet the fact is Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. And as long as a person is alive, if they make the step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into their heart as Lord and Savior, once they receive Christ, then once they're saved, then they have Christ to live on the inside of them and they can look forward to spending all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, when someone's saved, when they die, their problems are over. When they die, they have a wonderful, wonderful future for all eternity to look forward to. And remember this, eternity is a long, long time. Eternity never, ever ends. Uh, One person said, eternity is a thousand years with both ends knocked out. Eternity is a long, long time. What a, tra- what a blessing it is to know that when a person has received Christ as Lord and Savior, they'll spend all eternity in a place with no problems, no trouble, a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of light, a place where there are no problems. What a wonderful thing to look forward to, in a place where you'll be able to spend all eternity with Jesus Christ and with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A wonderful, wonderful place called heaven. But you know, when someone is not saved, They're on their way to a tragic place called hell, and the reality is hell is not a pleasant topic to ever talk about. It's never fun, obviously, to preach or teach about or even bring the topic up, but the Bible speaks of it, and in the passage we just read, it clearly points out the tragic end of a person who doesn't sound like he was a terrible, terrible person, but he was a businessman who apparently was busy in his life and Uh, Was doing pretty good financially And dressed nice, ate well But he just didn't have time for Jesus And when he died, sadly He went straight to hell He was buried and probably had a big Nice fancy funeral funeral Where people came and said wonderful things about him And just assumed he went straight to heaven But the reality is If you know Jesus Christ As your Lord and Savior when you leave this world You are going to spend eternity in heaven But the tragedy is Very often at funerals, people more or less seem to always send people to heaven, but that's not reality. If people don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they won't get anywhere near heaven. They have a tragic eternity in a place called hell. How important it is that we as believers take very serious the work of doing the work of evangelism and discipleship, that we take it very, very serious because, again, we have an important part to play. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. We're the mouthpieces of Jesus in the world to proclaim the truth that people don't have to go to hell. They can spend all eternity in heaven. How important it is that we take this, very, this responsibility very, very seriously. So keep in mind, we're called to live a life and a lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship. I would encourage us as believers daily to equip ourselves to be vessels God can use to do just that. For example, it's wise for us to pray the prayer of Jabez every day over ourselves. Why is that true? Because it's one way whereby we can become better equipped tools and better positioned individuals to be used by the Holy Spirit to do the work of evangelism and discipleship as well. Father, thank you for every listener today. Thank you for each and every one of us, Lord, today. Within the sound of my voice, Lord, Bless each each and every one of us indeed. Expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil, that we may not cause pain. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. One of the ways God will definitely use us is in doing the work of discipleship, which, and of course, doing the work of discipleship involves evangelism and discipleship as well. Again, it's so important to understand that People, every human being in the world, their biggest need is to know Jesus and to live for him. So living a lifestyle of being used by the Holy Spirit to do the work of evangelism and discipleship is very important. We're wise to pray a prayer like the prayer of Isaiah as well. A prayer based on the prayer that Isaiah prayed in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9, where he said, Here am I, Lord, send me. Father, thank you for all of us that are listening today. Lord, here we are, Lord. Send us this day to do your will. Send us this day to do exploits in your kingdom, including the work of evangelism and discipleship, faithfully, joyfully this day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, I would encourage you to find a gospel track that you feel like is an effective tool that you like to use because the reality is some believers prefer maybe one or a certain kind of gospel track over others, but find one that you like and buy. I would encourage you to get a, a large stash of them. Keep them, and when you run out, buy more. Why? Because, again, we're called to do the work of carrying out the Great Commission, and this is an important part of it. So also, live a lifestyle of just, when you're interacting with people, don't just talk about the weather. Don't just talk about sports. Find out if they need Jesus or if they need spiritual encouragement. I would encourage you to do things such as this, is make a habit of, in settings, and of course the goal is always listen to the Holy Spirit. Be listening to the Spirit of God as He guides and prompts you. But in the, in, a, in the midst of that, make it a goal to do things like habitually often ask people, how can I pray for you? Or how can I help you? Or also make it a goal to regularly invite people to your church regularly. Now you might think to yourself, well, I don't think people will come. Well, invite them anyway, because sometimes they may hear the invitation, and the Holy Spirit will use the invitation in such a way where they they might think to themselves, well, I don't think I'm going to go to his or her church, but I do need to get back in church. I'm going back to my home church. Well, again, the Holy Spirit will use even the invitation, but make it a goal to invite people to your church regularly. Now, don't make the mistake of, as sometimes I've heard people say, is, well, the reason I don't invite people to my church is because we have some serious problems at our church. Well, the fact is, join the club. Everybody does. There is no perfect church out there. And if you wait till your church is perfect before you invite someone to be there, as long as you and I are there, it's not going to be perfect. We're human beings. But the fact is, we serve a perfect Savior and a perfect Heavenly Father who can save them in spite of the imperfections of your local church. Yes, invite people to your church. That's an important goal for each and every one of us. I'm going to share an article and... uh, it's a tool, and once again, I want to remind you, it's simply a tool, an evangelism tool, but it carries an important message, and keep in mind, this, this is a, simply a tool to help share the gospel, and we'd encourage you to make hard copies, but also email them. Send them to family, friends, co-workers, saved and unsaved persons as well, because remember, our goal is, to, of course, to share the gospel, But also our goal is to encourage believers to grow up and grow stronger in their faith. And a part of encouraging believers is all of us are to be involved in doing the same thing that we're talking about. We're all to be involved in the work of evangelism and discipleship. Very often Satan will try to make us think of obeying God in these ways is a big burden or a great responsibility. Well, it is an important responsibility, but we should trust God to help us to get past thinking of as a big burden Uh, and again, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's wise for us to think think of it this way. We don't have to do evangelism and discipleship. We get to do evangelism and discipleship. God graciously allows us to be a part of the great work of inviting people to come into a living relationship with Jesus Christ, inviting them to walk away from the road to hell, onto the road to heaven. How important it is that we take that very, very serious. And so again, the the title of this article is "A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell," and remember, it's a tool. Now, it's kind of heavy, and I'm aware of this. And when I've shared it before, that's the way people react. But remember, it's dealing with a very, very serious talk topic. And I tell you what, we're coming up on a break, so I'll share. I'll, I'll share it on the other side of the break. But what I want to encourage you to do is remember this. Please remember, email us to get a copy of it. Remember, it's simply a tool, but it's an important tool. Again, the title of the article, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And I want you to listen to it and really take it very, very serious because as I mentioned earlier, when someone knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when they die and leave this world, all their problems are over. All of their problems are over and we can look forward to a wonderful eternity of joy, peace, and grace with Jesus Christ. Yet sadly, Most people refuse Christ, sadly, in our world. And so that means when people who have refused Christ in their life die, they go into an eternity of hell. And though this world has lots of problems and challenges and difficulties, when somebody dies without Jesus, their problems are just getting started. They don't know what problems are until they descend into that tragic place called hell. How important it is that we take this work serious. Lord, stir us to have a, a spirit of sobriety about the need for us to be diligently about the work of evangelism and discipleship every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We'll be right back. Covenant Church with I Will Lift Up My Eyes. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, as I shared, I'm going to share an article. And once again, we're encouraging you to email us to get a copy of the article. This is an article that's to be, amongst other things, an evangelism tool, or you might call it an evangelism tract of sorts as well. Again, the title is A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. In Second Timothy chapter four, verse five, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Let me read that verse again. That's second Timothy chapter four, verse five. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And in Luke chapter sixteen, verses twenty seven through twenty eight, the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send them to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Again, that was Luke chapter 16, verses 27 through 28. The following are two letters sent as if these two young men had the unique opportunity to send the letter back from their a letter back to their living parents after their lives ended. On Earth. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Jack, and I just wanted to share my experience after life ended on Earth for me. After I took my last breath, lying on that hospital bed, I felt myself rise up. I saw you both as you started to cry. I wanted so much to comfort you and tell you that all of a sudden, I didn't hurt anymore. I wanted to let you know. That I felt fine. But as I stood up, I noticed that my body was still lying in the bed, not moving. But I felt great. I was completely healed and well. All of a sudden, two very tall, beautiful angels walked into the room. Each one took me by the arm and whisked me away. We went right through the roof of the hospital, flew at an extremely fast speed into the sky, and then flew through space. And very quickly we passed through the gates of heaven. Dad and Mom, I wish you both could see this place. It is so beautiful. I don't have words to describe how beautiful it is. Everything is so bright and pretty. The streets really are made out of pure gold. The house and other buildings are stunning to look at. And everyone here is so happy. The whole place is awesome, bright and glorious. Then very soon, my escorting angels told me, He's coming. As I looked, there walking up to me was Jesus. Oh, He was so gloriously beautiful and wonderful to see. He came up and gave me a big embrace. It felt like I was covered with love and grace. I am so thankful to the Lord for saving me. I'm thankful that I committed my life to the Lord and served him when I was alive. Praise God. Suddenly I thought to myself, I wish I had told many more people about Jesus and how to be saved. I wouldn't want anyone to miss him or miss living in this wonderful place called heaven. Love in Christ, Jack. Then the next letter, Dear Dad and Mom, It's me, Reg. I wanted to let you know about what happened after life came to an end for me on Earth. After I stopped breathing, I apparently left my body. I tried to talk to the two of you, but you couldn't hear anything I was saying to you. I looked at my bed and saw my lifeless body, although I was standing right beside you both. Then, all of a sudden, two of the most horrible-looking creatures I've ever seen walked through the walls of the room. Dad and Mom, they were demons. They quickly walked up to me before I could yell, and they grabbed me. I yelled and asked you both to please help me. Help me get away from these horrible creatures. But you couldn't hear me at all. They dragged me as I was kicking and screaming, at them to let me go, but they wouldn't let me go. They said, come with us. You belong to us now. A huge hole appeared out of nowhere in the floor, and they dragged me down into the hole. I cried out, screamed, and yelled as loud as I could, let me go, and they just laughed at me and kept pulling me down the hole, down, down, down. The hole was a dark tunnel, dark, so dark. They kept pulling me down, pulling me down. The deeper we went, the hotter it became. Finally, we reached the bottom. I felt like I was being scalded all over my body. I was burning on every inch of my being. The demons grabbed my wrists and clamped chains on them. They then threw me into some kind of cell. It was so hot, and the whole place smelled awful, a stench, much much worse than any I'd ever smelled. It was in unbearable. I was in unbearable pain and agony from the extreme heat and pain all over my body. I said, "Please, I don't want to be here. Let me out." The dude, the two demons, laughed at me and walked away. In the midst of my agony and pain, I looked through the door of my cell and I saw many more prison-like cells almost just like mine, as far as my eyes could see. And I could hear what seemed like thousands of moans and groans and cries from men and women in agony and despair. Their groans and cries poured from all those cells. I'm no longer an atheist. Though I was an atheist most of my adult life on earth, I now believe in God. I believe in God and heaven and hell and all those things preachers used to talk about in church and on TV. I used to make fun of preachers and laugh at them and call them ignorant fools. Now I realize they were right. Every one of them as they preached the Bible, the word of God. And I wish that now I had just one more day to be alive. One more day to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I had only one more day, I would listen to the gospel and I'd run to give my life to Christ. But for me, it's just too late. Dad and Mom, please tell all my brothers and sisters, cousins and others, tell all my friends, give your lives to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait another day. This place is so terrible, just so awful. Don't come here. Get saved. Don't make the mistake I made. Give your life to Christ today. Don't come down here. Your son, Reg. If you desire to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to spend eternity in heaven with him and avoid spending eternity in hell, you can. In order to make that step, we invite you to pray this or a similar prayer and invite Christ into your heart and commit your life to him. So to every person listening, if you're not saved and you desire to be saved, to be sure that you'll spend all eternity with Jesus in heaven and miss hell, You can pray and invite him into your life right now. Would you simply, right now, from your heart, pray this prayer with me and give your life to Christ. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I recognize that I have sinned and done wrong. I repent of all my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. I do believe. That you died on the cross to pay for all my sins. And I believe that three days later you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord Jesus, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I now confess I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the title of that article is A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And again, if you just prayed that prayer and invited Christ to come into your heart, we're very much wanting you to be in touch with us. By email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Our goal is to be able to share with you literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow up strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, please email us at joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. If you're wanting to get a copy of the article, again, Simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And ask for a copy of the article entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And remember, the article is an evangelism and discipleship tract, a tool to use to help people to come to know Jesus Christ, to help them to consider the reality that all of us one day will leave this world And we'll face an eternity either in heaven or in hell. And remember this, Jesus Christ wants every one of us to spend all eternity with him in heaven. And remember, eternity is a long, long, long time. And every person that you and I know that have died, they're in eternity either in heaven or in hell. What a wonderful thing it is for all those who died in Christ. They're spending eternity. Eternity in that wonderful place called heaven with Jesus, with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All their troubles are over. But sadly, so many people who died without Jesus are in a place a place of torment called hell, wishing, like Reg, that they had one more day, one more day to invite Jesus Christ to come into their heart as Lord and Savior, again, spending an eternity of regret in a terrible place called hell. To every believer listening, I want to challenge and encourage you to pray and ask God to anoint you with the spirit of compassion and grace and the the spirit of passion to be about the work of evangelism and discipleship, knowing this, that, again, it's so important that we understand that the work of the church is the most important work in all of the world, how important it is that we be about our Father's business. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Now, I'm going to take time one more time to invite anybody listening. They might not, you might not have prayed with us a moment ago, but I want to give you the opportunity one more time. If you've never invited Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior, or if you desire to pray it as a rededication prayer, please take the time to pray this prayer with me even now, to give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all the wrongs I've done. And Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to follow you all my life. Help me to pray daily. Help me to read your Word daily. Help me to live an obedient life every day, following you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much, as I mentioned, want to be in touch with you to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong as a new disciple of Jesus Christ, to grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely want to share with you, be in touch with you, and share that information to help you to begin to mature in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We definitely hope to hear from you once again, joseph at afr.net. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article entitled A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell, same email, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share it with you. Remember, it's a tool for you in your own walk with the Lord, a tool to use for discipleship with you and your family, and a tool for you to email and share with others, make hard copies, or forward them to others, family, friends, co-workers, saved and unsaved. Hope you'll do that. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.